0: It's Friday, July 1st, 2022, and welcome to Episode 10 of the Alameda Postcast, an audio service of the Alameda Post. I'm your host, Scott Peeler. In this edition of the Postcast, three development projects look to be on track, the Fourth of July parade returns after a two-year absence, a sad discovery near Wind River, and an Alameda born-and-raised champion just keeps winning. These stories and more on this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Our top story... Monday's planning board meeting provided status updates on three major projects here on Alameda. As reported by Karen Jensen at AlamedaPost.com, the board reviewed annual reports from the Del Monte development, Alameda Point Site A, and Boatworks. TL Partners and Alta Buena Vista Owner LLC are the developers of the historic Del Monte property on Buena Vista. As reported earlier on the postcast, part of that project recently opened to the public, with the extension of Clement Avenue from Atlantic to Entrance Road. Work continues on the Altastar Harbor facility, which will include 380 apartments, lofts, and townhomes, with the first residents expected to move in this fall. Additionally, the firms have also contributed $2 million to the development of Gene Sweeney Park. Meanwhile, at the former Naval Air Station, Alameda Point Partners has completed phase one of the $1 billion Alameda Point Site A project, the Seaplane Lagoon Ferry Terminal, Leeward at Alameda Point, Arrow Apartments and Phase 1 of the Waterfront Park are up and running. The third project is the Alameda Boatworks, a 9.48-acre residential development project with plans for 182 housing units and dedicated park space along the water's edge. It is at 2229 Clement Avenue, just east of the Park Street Bridge. Since May 2020, the developer has been working with the city to prepare infrastructure improvement plans and with the San Francisco Bay Conservation and Development Commission to acquire the final permits for waterfront improvements. The planning board unanimously approved the annual reports for all three projects. For a detailed look at the developments, as well as information on the impact on transportation, visit alamedapost.com slash top. For the first time since 2019, the nation's longest Fourth of July parade is back, The city of Alameda celebrates Independence Day in a big way, starting with a 5K run walk along the parade route at 9, with the parade itself kicking off at 10 a.m., led by the Alameda Color Guard of the U.S. Coast Guard. Traveling the island will require a little extra planning on Monday, as the streets along the parade route will be closed from as early as 5 a.m. until 4 p.m. That means Lincoln, Park Street, Otis, Grand, Encinal, Central, and Webster. Lincoln serves as the staging area of the parade and as a result will open earlier, likely around 1130. Parking will also be restricted along much of the route. Parking may also be affected on other streets due to the rerouting of buses. So be aware of the temporary signage and plan ahead to enjoy this great event. Our own Adam Gillett will be watching the parade, but not as a spectator. He'll be one of the judges at the Otis Drive judging stand. You should already have received a copy of the parade program in your mail. If you missed it, you can download a copy at Alameda 4 Parade.com. That's Alameda July, the number 4, parade.com. For more July 4th festivities, head to the USS Hornet, where they will be celebrating from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. The floating museum will be open for ticketed tours, along with food and beverages. While there is a charge to tour the ship, the area around the Hornet will be free to all. For details, visit uss-hornet.org. The Fourth of July Family Festival takes place at the South Shore Center from 3 p.m. until 5. A free concert from Beatles tribute band The Sun Kings, kids' activities, and wine and beer sales to benefit the Alameda Education Foundation. Details at alamedapost.com events. The results of the June 7th primary election have yet to be certified. No changes have been announced in any of the results. The county has moved to the 1% manual tally standard procedure in the certification process, in which a minimum of 1% of ballots are reviewed by hand to ensure accuracy. Until the vote is fully counted and certified, we will continue to provide any updates at alamedapost.com. On the subject of elections, the city will definitely see a change come the general election on November 8th. Councilmember John Knox White has announced he will not seek another term. Tony Dasog will seek re-election. A potential new face on the council, Harbor Bay HOA President Bill Pye has announced his intention to run and has launched a campaign website. Sad news from the Alameda Police Department. As reported by George Kelly of the Mercury News, the body of Oakland's Zoe Hunt, age 18, was found earlier this month along the Encinal Basin near Wind River. Ms. Hunt had been declared at risk on June 16th after having last been seen on June 14th. Her body was discovered on June 20th. Authorities made the official announcement of the discovery on Wednesday. For more information, visit mercurynews.com. Search missing Oakland. We hope you enjoyed June's walking history tour about Alameda's changing shoreline. This weekend, we're letting Dennis Evanosky catch his breath, but he'll be back Saturday, July 9th, to kick off a new series. Streetcars used to traverse the island. Before Alameda had electric streetcars, they had, what else? Horse-drawn cars, of course, all the way back to 1875. Dennis has written a great article about those early beginnings, and it makes the perfect introduction to Alameda's Innovative Streetcars, our three-tour series for July, starting with Alameda's original horse cars and taking us through to the days of the Big Reds. If you sign up for all three, you'll save more than 10% over the price of individual tickets. To read Dennis's article, visit alamedapost.com history. To sign up for the tours, visit alamedapost.com tours. Now a look at upcoming events of interest to the Alameda community. The Alameda Free Library kicks off their Lucky Day collection Friday, July 1st. The Lucky Day collection consists of popular new adult fiction and nonfiction that is not included in the online catalog, can only be taken out for a three-week period with no renewals, and cannot be held. Feeling lucky? Check out alamedaca.gov and search Lucky Day. Sunday marks the return of the Alameda Summer Art Fair, July 3rd, from 11 to 5. Local artists, art demonstrations, kids' activities, live music, and more. Visit alamedaartfair.com. Looking ahead to next weekend, the Altarina Playhouse presents Dr. Cindy Acker's Words That Made the Difference, Brown vs. the Board of Education. This Reader's Theater production is based on actual transcripts of the momentous 1954 Supreme Court decision that overturned the doctrine of separate but equal. This timely staging happens Saturday and Sunday, July 9th and 10th. For details and tickets, visit alterina.org. In Alameda news around the web, some great news for those who enjoy time at Crown Memorial Beach. Heal the Bay has released their annual beach report card, and Crown Memorial Beach has received A and A-plus ratings for water quality during the summer season. While the wet weather grades still have room for improvement, it's good to know that during the busy season, the beach makes the grade. For details, visit healthebay.org. If you've followed high school athletics here on Alameda, you probably know the runner Cooper Tier. The St. Joseph Notre Dame graduate was the 2016 California state champion in the 3200. He went on to great success at the University of Oregon, where he set and still holds the U.S. collegiate record in the mile. Well, Cooper's still at it. Last weekend, he won the men's 1500 meter at the USA Outdoor Track and Field Championships and is headed to the World Championship later this month. If you'd like to keep up with Cooper, he maintains an active Instagram presence. Search Cooper Tier. That's C-O-O-P-E-R-T-E-A-R-E. Congrats, Cooper, and best of luck at the world's. That's it for this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Visit our website, alamedapost.com slash newsletter to sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's free, and as always, we'll never sell or give your personal information to anyone. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Find the Postcast wherever you get your podcasts, or simply tell your smart device to play the Alameda Postcast podcast. Whether your Independence Day celebration is loud and bright, or quiet and reflective... Here's to We the People. I'm Scott Peeler, and I'll be back next Friday for episode 11 of the Alameda Postcast.